professional or amateur athlete is injured, time to treatment is critical. That's why more tri-state schools and coaches trust the trainers and doctors of Beacon Orthopedics. In fact, more than 30 high schools, club, college, and pro teams choose Beacon Orthopedics as their official medical providers. On the sidelines and in the operating room, we get athletes back in the game safely and quickly with comprehensive sports medicine care. At Beacon Orthopedics, we care for the pros, student-athletes, and weekend warriors every day. Week 9 of the Ohio high school football season is upon us, and we are talking high school football and playoff projections in this week's edition of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Join you a day early today, but uh, this week that is uh, Tuesday afternoon, but uh, pleased to be joined by Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels and Indian Hill coach Tony Acuri, and we're going to get to those guys here in a little bit. As always, this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, catering at is Chick-fil-A's winning play of the game. Perfect for your holiday parties. Order today in their app. And as always, you can get this WCPO High School Insider on Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And I want to bring in Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels, and he brought along a lot of his players uh, today. And uh, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks for bringing in your players here for this episode. My uh, starting offensive line. So um, <laughs> they did a phenomenal job last week, and so... Uh, this was a nice little reward to be able to get them some attention, but also let them or allow them to talk about the program and get um, talking about what we have going on. Great. Well, I want to inter- have you introduce each and every one of them here in a quick second here. But uh, obviously, Princeton five and three plays host to Lakota West. Uh, uh, the Firebirds are six and two in a key Greater Miami Conference game Friday night. Princeton right now is number six in the Division One Region Four Computer Point standings, and Lakota West is number five. So obviously, a lot at stake Friday night uh, at Princeton for this game. And Princeton had 551 yards of total offense in that 40 to seven win at Oak Hills last week. And uh, coach, before we get started i'll just have you introduce your offensive line uh and uh talk about uh their big time performance last week we have uh, center javon neal we have left guard brandon williams we have right guard quincy hughes i'm in back of me we have our right guard vincent mullen jr i'm sorry right right tackle and then left tackle paris johnson jr so we have the junior boys in back of me um anchoring the um offensive line um great performance they did a phenomenal job of executing the game plan and finishing. Um, I thought it was their best performance this year. So very proud of them. It's something to um, be able to add to. We're excited about this week. You you alluded to um, this matchup. It's, it's, it's GMC's at its finest. And, and boy, are we excited about the opportunity to, um, A, um, be in the hunt. This is probably the most important football game in the last 12 years here at Princeton High School. And so... Um, we the, we know it. The kids know it. I'm sure Lakota West understands that, and um, we're excited about the opportunity. Great. I want to bring in a couple of these uh, guys talking about uh, that opportunity. Quincy, maybe we'll start with you here first. Uh, first of all, go back to last week, and uh, Coach just kind of alluded to it, uh, the fact that it was a dominant performance by the offensive line. What were you most pleased with uh, the, with the way you guys played offensively? Probably our uh, execution, really. We moved unlike we really ever have. Got to our spots, you know, freed up the running game, passed road, got to the pass, 
you know, we just did what we do and we keep that going. I think we're on a good track. Javon, what did you like most about the way you guys played? Obviously, Dorian Durham, uh, five of seven passing, 193 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, what was the connection like uh, going well for him and, and your offensive line? Uh, after MJ getting hurt and Dorian had to hop in, this is, is a big deal. And he stepped in and he did his job. And we helped, we helped him and by just protecting him. And that's what we always got to do, build a wall. And that's... That's why I love these guys. They, they're great. Brandon, what's been the focus like this week as you guys prepare for another big-time matchup, as Coach alluded to? This week, we've been really, really focused. Like, we, not as much goofiness. Like, we're we taking this week serious. Like, it is a playoff week. Because if you think about it, it kind of really is for us. So, this week, is we, we're going hard. Vincent, uh, I know, obviously, a lot of points at stake here. Obviously, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, at stake in, within the GMC standings as well. Um, how much are you looking forward to this opportunity? Uh, for this opportunity, we got to go against Dakota West, real good team. And uh, me and my boys, we're going to go out there and do our thing. We're going to hit like we never hit before. It's a, like uh, B. Will just said, this is a playoff game. Playoff starts right now. So we just going to go in there have it like playoffs in our head right now and we just go out there and hit in Paris I mean obviously this is week nine uh it's a grind this time of season uh you know everybody doesn't matter whether you're healthy or not I mean you know you need to stay fresh um uh to get ready for that playoff push uh what have the coaches been emphasizing to you guys as you prepare for uh these final two weeks of the regular season I would definitely say uh focus and execution and never taking one record series off that's been the biggest thing that's been repeated to us. And, um, you know, for me, this being my last year and um, going to try to make it into the playoffs for my you know, third year in a row with uh, varsity, I think right now just trying to step up and be a leader and then try to echo what the coaches are saying about what's important because this week will set everything up um, to get Princeton something that it has since 2007. Coach, you mentioned the beginning of the season, you know, one of your goals, obviously, to make it back to the playoffs for the first time since 07. Um, what's been the kind of the vibe around the school community this week is, as you know, that, uh, you know, you take nothing for granted, especially uh, in, the, in the, the, the log jam that's really in those final spots there in the, in, in the playoff positioning. Um, what's been the mentality? What's, what, what are you hearing from people around the school about uh, this opportunity? I think everybody knows what's at stake. I think everybody knows the history. This is a, a place that is that is, prides itself on its tradition and history. And so everyone's aware of what's going on and everybody understands the magnitude of this week, understands um, the magnitude of the, the, you know, the distance between Lakota West and Princeton is short. And so a lot of our kids know their kids. A lot of our administration um, knows their administration. And so um, huge game. Uh, it's week nine. I mean, when you're talking about a, a season that's flown by. And so, again, I think everybody's under the same um, understanding that this is a huge week. It's a lot at stake, whether it's from playoffs or GMC, bragging rights, but just daggone just playing playing ball and um, being able to finish strong. And so, again, um, it's my job to set the tone and it's these guys' job to to follow suit. And, and again, we're, we're extremely excited about the opportunity. It'll be a great battle. 
And uh, we look forward to it. We really do. How pleased were you with some of your younger players last week, uh, Coach? Because, I mean, you saw, you know, Thomas Boyd. Obviously, you know what you're going to get with him, the production. 162 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you had Ari Turner, 153 yards and a touchdown. Rodney Harris, uh, just a sophomore. I mean, stepped up for you big time. 150 yards receiving and two ch- touchdowns. I mean, what's that say about uh, some of the younger guys on this team? Well, the, 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 beauty of the, the beauty of this group being here is it, it allows for – um, guys to be able to step up and, and, and just fill in. We got a model around here is the next man in. And, you know, some Ari Turner was played JV last week. And, and this week he stepped up and was called to, to action. And he, he performed well, obviously, with the help of this group here. But, but Rodney Harris also, he's been, he's been having a great season. Young kid, but big and, and physical in terms of a receiver. I'm really excited about his future. He does a phenomenal job. He's another junior on our team, Rodney Harris Jr., um, and he does a phenomenal job. His future is bright, and we're excited about him. He keeps getting better each week. So um, he, he performed well, and, he, and again, he's just stepping up, getting better. And um, and the same with Ari. Ari was called to action. He was, like I said, he was on JV last week, and here he is, you know, 100 and whatever yards, um, rushing with a couple of TDs, I believe. And so, again, Excited for him, excited about the opportunity. And it's a great lesson for our team to, hey, always be ready to go because you never know when your your number's called. And so believe in the system, believe in our process. And um, if you're worthy, your time will come. Before I let you guys go, just talk about anybody can jump in here. Just the offensive line, uh, you guys' camaraderie here. I, I was out there, uh, obviously, in the preseason talking to a couple of you guys and uh, had great conversations, um, you know, just about th- this team. And uh, But, you know, there's a unique camaraderie, obviously, within any offensive line. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about how close you guys are and what's it been like to, to play with each other this season? Um. <laughs> I feel like on our offensive line, we have a different way of talking to each other, not disrespect or anything, but we just bond with each other in a different way. Like we can look at each other and know something off the bat. And we really don't have to speak much words to, you know, get what we're trying to get out. But when it comes time to be serious, like we turn into a different type of, you know, unit. We just go out there and dog. And that's really what we do. Kind of leads me yeah. right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so what I would say, I think our offensive line, we're a great unit. I've been playing on Prince's varsity team for three years now. And so you go through, you see a lot of offensive line, you see the people that come and go. But this team right here, this uh, this year with my offensive line, you got three seniors on, you got two juniors. And um, I've been knowing all them just <laughs> for a long time. So we all had that one type bond is just like, man, you can't break this bond. If you try to break it, you can't break it. We all joke, we all laugh and all that, and that just brings us together as a uh, unit, so. I want to pick up on Quincy's point here, just the aggressiveness. You mentioned being on the field and uh, Paris, I just got to ask you about that, <laughs> that viral video there of you uh, blocking without your helmet there against uh, uh, Fairfield. Obviously, I mean, you just showed a relentless pursuit of, of doing anything for your offensive linemen uh, there. Uh, tell me about the reaction you got maybe just uh, about that and uh, just your mentality out on the field. It just seems like uh, you're always a thousand percent every play. Right. Um, you know, that's the mentality that I got. You know, and I give that credit to the mentality that, um, that I got that from Coach T. 
um, from from Saint X, and it's been and you know and it's been amplified at this program here. Thanks to Coach Daniels, just allowing me just to truly um, be able to continue to have that that mindset on the field instead of trying to calm it down. Um, so I can thank them both for that. And um, my thing is, I like to play a thousand percent until the whistle's blown. No whistle was blown, so I contend, you know, most of people have, have hit me up about it. I know Nate Robinson said that he liked it on Instagram. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, he told me he loved it. He continued to watch and see how I play the rest of the season. Um, you know, a lot of kids and stuff have reached out to me and said that they liked that and they saw that, you know, for their motivation, inspiration, stuff like that, to have that type of mindset. So, you know, I guess the reaction to it wasn't what I expected. You know, that, that's just something I normally do. I wasn't trying to do that for attention. Sure, of course. I wasn't trying to finish the block because, you know, the ball is still in the quarterback's hand. I'm not just going to let him hit the quarterback. I'm going to keep doing my job. And I didn't really need a helmet to block him anyway. <laughs> Coach, before I let you go, I want to mention, you know, so much we talk about, you know, football and stats and importance of wins and losses. And obviously uh, that's all great stuff. But, uh, you know, being student athletes like each one of those guys in the room are with you, um, we always you know, talk about uh, the success of academics. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. And it, it just seems like uh, you've had 25 to 30 players on your team uh, with some very high grades and high marks this uh, this year so far. Can you talk a little bit about that and the success in the classroom? Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and you're right, Mike. We don't talk about the success of um, the academics. You know, we everybody competitive, but that's that's part of the That's part of the deal. And, and that's something that we value, because um, as we as we move forward with what we're truly trying to do with these young men is move them on to the next level. That's the most important deal above above the other things. And so um, um, we will celebrate uh, the academics here at Princeton, and I'm a proud of the young men for putting the effort in. We ask a lot of them um, from a football standpoint, from a physical standpoint, but we also expect expect them to do well in the classroom. And so when they do what expected of them, um, we'll make sure we recognize them just as if we're recognizing them uh, for doing well on the football field. Great. Very well said. Uh, Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels joined along uh, side Quincy Hughes, Javon Neal, Brandon Williams, Vincent Munlin, and Paris Johnson. We really appreciate your time and perspective, and uh, best of luck to the Vikings Friday night. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys. Good luck to you. Take care. Uh, great to talk to uh, Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels there is uh, we want to remind you this high school insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken go for the extra point today with a side of their new macaroni and cheese and want to bring in Indian Hill head coach Tony Akuri. Tony thanks for your patience and uh, appreciate the perspective uh, on the Braves program uh, first of all how's your week going Oh, geez, great. Um, you know, I enjoyed listening to uh, Coach Daniels and Princeton uh, young men speak right there. And as you can see behind me, I'm just enjoying a lovely fall day here in Indian Hill. <laughs> awesome. I wish I could be out there with you, obviously. Uh, <laughs> seems like a great day. Obviously, the Braves 7-1, number two in the Division Four Region 16 computer points standings, according to Joe Idle. Those uh, new uh, ratings will be out, obviously, later today from the OHSA and the Indian Hill host uh, Finneytown on Friday night in a CHL matchup. But uh, a lot of standout players for you, uh, Coach, obviously this year, but uh, what are you most pleased with uh, here uh, as we enter week nine as we kind of head down the home stretch? I, I think for um, really the first time this year, and, and maybe some people uh, wouldn't believe this, but I'm most pleased with the gelling of our offense overall. Um, I think over the past two to three weeks, uh, particularly the past two, 
we have turned a corner and uh, have really begun to execute uh, our game plan and to make fewer mistakes. And so, uh, you know, those are the things that are going to matter in the upcoming two to three weeks. Uh, teams that make less mistakes and, and teams that execute better are going to be the ones that are successful. And, and right now, I think we're on a pretty good path with that, particularly uh, with our offense. I want to harken back to the preseason. I mean, you told me that you really, up until the point where we talked at Kenwood Town Center there in our preseason uh, episode, uh, you just love the way you guys were practicing. Uh, you said consistency was kind of the, the word that you kept emphasizing to yeah. your guys. And um, just seems like this group it has something special about it. Is there is there something, maybe a leadership aspect or, or is it just simply talent? I mean, what, what's been the buy-in from you guys? Yeah, well, you know, I've thought about that actually all year. Um, I, you know what I think it, it it probably has a lot to do with the fact that they've been here before. Um, this is actually a, a, the first team in Indian Hill uh, history uh, that has an opportunity to qualify for the playoffs five consecutive seasons. Um, and so I think that business-like approach that I'm, that I have seen um, that uh, business-like way of understanding the importance of execution and being consistent is probably just something that, uh, you know, when you do it five times in a row, and I know they were eighth graders five years ago, but when that's all you have seen, um, you kind of, uh, that, that's ingrained in a lot. Your senior quarterback, Trey Lopez, 950 yards passing, 10 touchdowns. And he's rushed for 741 yards and 12 touchdowns. How important has he been to your offense? Well, he makes it click. Um, you know, obviously people see the um, – you know, they see the uh, rushing yards that he has. They see the rushing touchdowns that he has. Uh, they see the passing. Um, what is not, uh, you know, apparent to the, uh, the general eye is what that does for the people around him. Um, you know, this is why Duke Weiler has 12 touchdowns. Uh, this is why, you know, he is, uh, you know, around the 600-yard mark for rushing. So, you know, uh, Trey does his thing, but his thing uh, enables – the uh, players around him to also do theirs. You talk about your senior Amari Whitehead. I mean, he's got 20 receptions, 470 yards. And then on defense, three interceptions. I mean, what, right. what's his, been the key to his success and especially his versatility? I think, gosh, he's a kid that I've been so happy uh, with his maturity um, over the course of the season. Um, you know, last year he, he wasn't able to play uh, a lot of the season. Um, and so he didn't really get, you know, what, 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 you would consider a solid junior year. Uh, but he's really turned into a very uh, solid leader for us. Uh, just the way he performs. Again, he, he really, when it, when it comes game time, has this business-like attitude. And I, I think, you know, that's the thing I'm most proud of him. Uh, you know, the, he's going to make plays because he's blessed with ability, particularly speed. And, uh, you know, his vertical jump is, you know, off the charts. But uh, well, that stuff doesn't mean a whole lot if you're, if you're not focused and, I've really been happy with his focus and, and, as you said earlier, his consistency. Defensively, uh, your senior nose guard, David Ryu, uh, six and a half sacks, 29 tackles. Um, what do you like the, about, the most about the way he's been playing and, and really your entire defensive unit? Uh, well, you know, David is, he's, you know, he's got such a fast first step. Um, and, you know, that seems like a simple thing. I think we hear that a lot, particularly on Sundays. But, you know, when you're playing on the defensive line, you can get off the football quicker than the person in front of you. Uh, you're typically going to have a lot of success. So, uh, you know, that's the thing I think that's kind of made him go, him understanding 
that, uh, you know, how you're being coached and the technique that you need to, that you need to execute is very important. Um, you know, we brought on a new uh, defensive coordinator this year in um, Antoine Peak of, of uh, UC fame. Sure. Um, he's made some changes there uh, as far as, you know, it's just his energy. I think his energy has fed into, uh, you know, how our defensive players react, how they play. Uh, we've got another young coach, uh, Jeff Ball. Those two guys together really work closely. Um, and, uh, you know, geez, they've got energy to burn. I, I think at times they have more than the kids. That becomes contagious. And uh, that's obviously very important uh, to play with emotion, to play with relentlessness on defense. I know it's one week at a time, so I'm not going to ask you about Wyoming in week 10, but <laughs> how, how would you assess this region? I mean, region 16, I mean, Wyoming, Clint Massey, you guys are right there at number three. Uh, Waynesville, um, you know, those are the projections from Steve Shuck uh, to, to host first round games and Roger Bacon and Bethel Tate. Um, you know, what, what's been the, the identity of this region? Um, everybody knows, obviously, Wyoming is a defending state champion, but uh, uh, how strong is this uh, core group of teams this year? Well, if you look at those two teams in Clinton, Massey, and Wyoming, uh, obviously they've accounted for quite a few Division Four state championships over the course of the past five to six years. Um, so I don't think it's a stretch to say that, you know, uh, Region 16 it has been one recently where a state championship runs through that region. Uh, I, I think it's very tough, you know. At times as a coach, it can get frustrating because you know, that maybe you have a Final Four team in some other regions, but this one is going to test you. And so, um, you know, if you look at uh, just us, Massey, um, and Wyoming, when, geez, the, the last, uh, all of us have been there the last five years uh, from on a consistent basis. So it's just a matter of, like like I said earlier, uh, how do you get out of the region? Well, you execute and you um, don't make mistakes because, when you're playing Clinton Massey's, when you're playing Wyoming's, one little thing will do you in. And I, certainly our kids know that. If they haven't learned that by now, they never will. And I, I think they have. Before I let you go, I know uh, your players are in class, but I really appreciate your time. And just talk about maybe something um, that, that uh, the Indian Hill football program is also known for. I mean, people see the wins and in, in the playoff appearances consecutively, but uh, maybe something in the classroom, in the community that you're really proud of this season from uh, right. your squad. Well, you know, we try and we try and, and, and preach a balanced approach. You know, the athletics is one thing. Uh, obviously, this is a great place to be academically overall, not just within our football team. Um, you know, Indian Hill School District is is top of the line when it comes to educational experience for our students, and we're very proud of that. And we make sure that our players know they're blessed to be that to be in that environment. Um, and you know, we also want them to be active. Um, you know, with community service, uh, you know, some folks here I did a piece last year about our involvement with the organization called Kid, Kids Fed, which is actually uh, run by uh, one of our players here, uh, Duke Weiler, last year by his brother, Graham Weiler. Um, you know, we continue to be very active in that. And I think when you put together the athletics, you put together the academic piece of it and then the service aspect of it, our football players get a pretty good experience. Great. Uh, Indian Hill head football coach, Tony Curry. Tony, I really appreciate your time and perspective as always. And again, thanks for making time for uh, the WCPO High School Insider. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tony. Best of luck to the Braves. You too. Thank you. That was Indian Hill head coach. Tony Akuri joining us, uh, talking about the 7-1 and Braves. Obviously a very special season for them. And uh, we were going to talk to uh, New Miami head football coach Jesse Hubbard, uh, but uh, wanted to give a shout-out to the Vikings uh, 8-0 for the first time in program history. They defeated North College Hill 
um, last week, 48 to 26, first win over the Trojans since 2002. And uh, obviously, New Miami 7 0 per the OHSA uh, computer point standings, 8 0 overall. But uh, senior Danny Spivey and junior Dylan Spivey went over 100 yards in that game against North College Hill. Uh, their junior, Trey Robinette, uh, over 1,100 yards passing and 14 touchdowns, got 191 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. Um, they have uh, quite uh, captured the uh, community's attention over there in the village of New Miami uh, in Division 7, Region 28. And uh, just a fantastic story. I wrote about them on WCPO.com earlier this season. Uh, the Vikings were 4-16 and overall before Coach Hubbard took over in May of 2018. So definitely a shout-out to them. Steve Schuck has them projected number one in that Region 28 uh, uh, standings right now. So we're going to have all the Steve Shuck projections for you on WCPO.com Wednesday morning, uh, scheduled to be published at 7 a.m. And uh, we'll definitely have all the the matchups, all the scenarios. I mean, there's a lot to talk about uh, this week, especially uh, when you you start to discuss Region 4 and Region 8. There's a lot of teams on the bubble and uh, no guarantees whatsoever. I'm going to be out at Lancer Stadium on Friday night uh, covering the big Winton Woods at LaSalle matchup. Uh, Pretty much for all intents and purposes, a must-win situation for Winton Woods, according to our Steve Shuck. Uh, And even with a win, you just don't know uh, if they can get in just the way the computer points are kind of uh, shaping up to be right now so a lot at stake for that game uh, plenty of other games that we're going to have for you covered on the Friday Night Frenzy on WCPO.com as well and I'll as usual keep tabs for you late Friday night into early Saturday morning um, about all the uh, standout performers from week 9 as well as all the teams to watch and the latest projections uh, from Steve Shuck as we head into the home stretch week 10 November 1st and 2nd should be a memorable finish to once again another exciting Ohio high school football season. That's all we have for you this week. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer. And if you haven't joined the Cincinnati Area High School Sports Facebook group, please uh, give us a follow for that, uh, for all the latest news, notes, uh, and feature stories from across the city. And we have you uh, full bases covered as always. That's all we have for you today. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We'll talk to you next week.